Hi, this is moment two of my podcast, and you can hear the cicadas again, and uh, I'm going to be smoking a cigar that has quite a pedigree. Uh, I got a call recently from a fellow that uh, recently opened up a shop in Waukegan, the Cuban Experience, uh, Billy called, and told me that the cigar that he was smoking was the one that I'm going to be smoking right now, which is the... Padilla Reserva San Andres and uh, he said at first he wasn't going to pick it up because uh, one of the members of his team wasn't fond of it at all. I said listen Billy do me a favor don't worry about what other people think about the cigar you try it. Well he did try it and uh, he uh, called me up the other day for one reason only, and that was to remark to me uh, how good the cigar was. He was absolutely floored by the taste of the cigar. I'm going to light mine up right now. Oh yeah, that night lights nice. Nice, nice, nice. I see. I had no idea that uh, Ernie Padilla had such history in his family. Uh, I was reading the uh, New York Review of Books, just going through it as I always do, and uh, I try to hit most of the pages. Some have no interest for me at all, but some do. And this one was called The Passions of Vargas Losa. And uh, I began to read the article, and I discovered that this is an author that I never heard of before, but he has such a reputation in, 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 in literature that it blew me away. Um, I mean, let me just read you the first paragraph. I'll, I'll shorten it up. It uh, says, even among his extraordinary generation of Latin American literary figures, Mario Vargas Llosa has had an unusually prodigious career. He is nine years younger than his most famous contemporary, Gabriel Garcia Marquez. Yet his first two novels had an electrifying effect on Latin American literature when Garcia Marquez was still searching for the style that would plunge him into what he called a frenzy of renown. So even before Gabriel Marquez wrote his book, Mr. Losa was writing literature that was changing the face of Spanish literature. So I'm reading this article and I'm going through it and I'm getting towards the middle of the article and I got to tell you right now, this is a fantastic smoke. When Billy called me up and told me I hadn't had one in a little while. But the flavor of this is strikingly immediate. 
it has a very smooth, uh, tad spicy, tad spicy due to the wrapper, but it is an extraordinary cigar for the price as well. The price is phenomenal. And I'm just looking at it right now, the construction, the color, no imperfections, the burn, the burn is like a laser. So let me get back to what this is all going to connect to with Ernie. Uh, I'm reading this article and it says here, it's not clear when exactly Vargas Losa lost his taste for political utopias, as he puts it. His disenchantment with Castro after he imprisoned the Cuban poet Herberto Padilla certainly played a part. In 1968, Padilla, who had mildly satirized Castro, and trust me, I know about satire, in some of his poems was awarded a literary prize against Castro's wishes. The international jury was urged to change its mind, it refused to do so, and a crisis broke out over free speech that split Latin American intellectuals and severely damaged Cuba's image in the world. Now get this, when Padilla was imprisoned three years later, the crisis intensified. Now we're talking about Herberto Padilla. And I, at the time of reading the article, am saying to myself, this is too coincidental. So I turned the page, and there's a picture of Herberto. And I said, he looks a lot like Ernie. And so I went on Wikipedia, and it says Herberto Padilla, born January 20th, 1933. He passed away 16 years ago, September of 2000, was a Cuban poet, and the center of the so-called Padilla Affair. Uh, his first book of poetry, Las Rosas Audaces, which the audacious roses, and excuse my Spanish, it's terrible, was published in 1949. After his first marriage, with whom he had three children, Giselle Maria and Carlos Padilla, he married poet Belkis Cusa Malay in 1972. And his son, it just struck me, Ernesto Padilla was born in 1972. And I said to myself, that makes him the same age Ernie would be. So I said, is this Ernesto Padilla's dad? This world-renowned poet? So I called up Ernie, because I represent his cigars, as you know. Which is getting better and better, by the way. But talk about a pedigree in the business. I don't think there's a cigar manufacturer out there, save for Fuente, perhaps, who has such a historical, embedded background that would just scream cigars, revolution, and, 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 and literature. I had no idea that Ernie's dad 
was Herberto Padilla. So I, I called him up and I asked him questions. And indeed, uh, uh, his dad grew up on a uh, tobacco plantation. Uh, the, uh, it was in the town called El Colmenar, my best pronunciation. And as Ernie told me, it's still there. And I looked at the notes after we stopped talking and I was just stunned at how much history is behind this cigar. This is not your ordinary cigar family. It's not uh, the guys who come along and they're in the business 10 years and they think they've got a history. We're talking decades of history. Um, and to have a father who is a poet, a nationally known poet, it just absolutely blew me away. Uh, let me just read a little bit further. Uh, it says that although Padilla initially supported the revolution led by Fidel Castro, as many did, because if you know your Cuban history, uh, Castro was supposed to be the liberator. He was supposed to take the country back from Batista, the puppet of the United States. But as we all know, that's not what happened. Castro became the dictator. Batista fled the country. And the country plummeted into economic decline, total lack of freedom, and total communism. But let me, go, let me go back. It says, although Padilla initially supported the revolution, by the late 60s he began to criticize it openly. And as I mentioned, he was in prison in 1971. A number of prominent Latin American, North American, and European intellectuals, including, now get some of these names, really, get some of these names that supported Herberto. Mario Vargas Losa, of course. Julio Cortazar, Susan Sontag, Jean-Paul Sartre. These are names in literature that are heavyweights. I mean, these aren't just run-of-the-mill newbies who publish 15 words on the internet and think they're an author. I mean, if you saw the works of both Susan Sontag and Jean-Paul Sartre, you would know right away that these are authors that will be around until the end of time. The, you've got people on the internet that are going to be around to the end of the week, yet they go viral. So we're talking people that supported Herberto, that had their feet solid on the grounds of not only literature, but in political ideas of freedom. It was interesting to note that the uh, reaction of the international intellectual and literary community, I'm quoting, eventually led to Padilla's release from prison, but he was not allowed to leave the country until 1980. And when he did, he lived in New York, Washington, D.C., and Madrid before finally settling, guess where? Princeton, New Jersey. So people wonder why Ernie sounds like a tough? Well, He's from Jersey. What's he going to sound like? I mean, a ballerina? Come on. So, 
it was this article that prompted me to again as I mentioned call Ernie and ask questions and to soak in all the history that the Padilla family has from his father growing up on a tobacco plantation Ernie basically growing up in the tobacco business Ernie coming out with his own cigar Ernie going through all different types of challenges that I think some people would have quit long time ago but Ernie didn't do that Ernie kept up with it and he is now creating some of the finest cigars that are out there this this new ruling by the FDA Ernie doesn't have a thing to worry about not a thing he has so much to be grandfathered in he's sitting pretty these new guys shaking in their boots and they don't have at all the history that Ernie can bring to a cigar so I was totally immersed by this and I have future plans to do some work with Ernie on uh, the history of his not only his father but of himself and to basically educate the public about how deep the roots are in the Padilla family and that you need to respect this cigar you need to respect the business it's an incredible thing to know an author like Vargas Losa. I happened to meet many authors but I had no relationship like Vargas had with Herberto. They were friends. They, 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 they would talk like you would to your next-door neighbor and they were both great people who did what they thought they needed to do to freedom or to, to actually to, to promote freedom in, in a country that was com being completely taken over by a dictator. So let me go back. I gotta smoke this again. I'm talking too much. Mmm. The plume of smoke you get from this cigar is, is superb. The aroma the cleanliness and you know again I'm the ash guy this ash is perfect this tobacco was grown in soil that had the proper amounts of minerals it's burning honestly as if a laser were cutting it there's no canoeing there's no draw problems there's no spinning little pieces of tobacco out the end of the uh, cut at all. So stick around because this subject of Herberto Padilla is not going to go away. It's too fascinating. At least I, I find it fascinating. But I think if more people would realize, including the FDA would realize that this just isn't some cigarette maker who decided to put some leaves together. This was his life, his passion. This was the way that they, they made their money. 
And you can't take that away from people. You just can't take that away. There's very few people that I think would be so mesmerized by all this new stuff that's coming out if they knew the history, the true history of the cigar and the people that were involved. So as I slowly come to an end here, I'm going to continue smoking my cigar. Uh, you're hearing this at the show. Uh, I'm recording this prior to the show. And I hope that you can take 15 minutes out of your busy day, maybe while you're eating lunch, listen to the podcast, and just relax with your cigar after you meet, after you eat your meal. And think about all those different booths that are up there. And think about this solid history of the Padilla cigar. You need to go visit them. You need to talk to Ernie. He's a passionate guy, and he has every right to be. So enjoy the rest of the convention. I'm going to enjoy my cigar. And when I get back, I'll tell you all about what went on. In the meantime, I'm sitting back and smoking my Padilla San Andreas. Thank you.